At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th, and VSIN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on-location updates for all the action. Visit vsin.com slash sbnc for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the $1 million top prize. That is the Sports Betting National Championship. Check it out at vsin.com slash NC. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you in the final hour of the Pro Football Blitz. And James, we were talking about, you know, what the locker rooms are going to be like at halftime for this Sunday night game between the Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. Bang, Cooper Rush, a 75-yard pass, catch and run for the Dallas Cowboys. We've got a tie ball game at 10 apiece. It only took Dallas three plays. Again, it was about a 75-yard catch and run for Dallas, and they are in the end zone. They got the ball first out of the second half, and uh, we have a tie ball game, and Minnesota has now dipped down to just a three-and-a-half-point favorite in the live market, and your total has been bumped up to 43 and a half so you know we were talking about that Dallas should feel pretty good about itself just a score behind well they're no longer a score behind anymore absolutely and I I, I want to see the replay when they come back from the break just to see if the safety was out of position I want to see was that <laughs> Cooper Rush kind of leading the safety and kind of baiting him to look to the outside I'm not sure what the coverage was but they only had looked like they only had a single safety high and they stretched out two wides, two post patterns, and that safety, whoever that was, went and looking for the outside receiver, and that's where they were able to to hit Cedric Wilson up the seams. And, yeah, I mean, I want to see, was that Cooper Rush being able to look that safety off that way? If so, you know, that's really impressive. And we talked about the confidence going in at halftime. You know, it's a big loss, and guys are going to rally. We know we don't have Dak Prescott. He's our leader and having a sensational season Throughout the first half for the Dallas Cowboys offensively, we don't have them. We got to rally on both sides of the football and and come together as a team. <clears throat> Go in at halftime. Hey, we're just one score down, like we talked about, Brady. The confidence that brings, and then the other side with the Vikings, where yeah, we we expected they didn't have their leader. We didn't even show up. And sometimes, Brady, we see that happen in whether it's football, basketball, a number of different sports where you have a star player that's not playing. Yeah, that team is going to rally together. To, to make up for that that star player's loss, but then sometimes it's a bit of a letdown or a lack of focus from their opponent feeling like, oh, they don't have their big player. In this case here, we don't have 
they don't have Prescott, we're not going to have to deal with everything that he brings to the table and even sometimes maybe a little bit of a psychological, emotional letdown from that standpoint. Being like, they don't have their big gun. Yeah, even if they're not going to state it, maybe subconsciously, yeah, we got this. Well, they got it now, do the Minnesota Vikings, and they're going to be in a battle here. Again, the confidence level from the Cowboys offensively and defensively, the fact that that first half absolutely able to bottle up the run with Dalvin Cook, going to be a struggle right now for the Vikings. So no gimme, and now we've got a game. James, I would be remiss if I didn't mention you adjusting your Halloween attire there. Of course, in the first two hours of the program, you had the shades and you were the fan, the Bears, the old Saturday Night Live skit. But now you've got a little bit of a Jim McMahon look here with the headband. Well, and it's a tribute, yeah, to Jim McMahon. And and we know that in the past he had the Roselle headband since he couldn't wear, I, I don't remember whatever it was that he was trying to promote, whatever whatever deal or brand that he had that he was uh, that he was that he was pushing back then so he just made sure hey well if that's the case I'll just put it I'll I'll give a tribute to you was McMahon for Pete Roselle in this case for Goodell I want to see just a change in the fact that it's just you know, I, I'm an old school guy at heart when it comes to football. And we talked about the Browns versus the Steelers, and I was really looking forward to that contest. It was going to be a smash mouth type of game, a low scoring game. I don't mind 15 to 10 games. And yeah, it wasn't a super well played game offensively for either team, but it was a very physical game. It was a very competitive game, and it was a very entertaining game. And then, yeah, if you're on the Pittsburgh side, a very profitable game in that sense. But those are the kind of football games that I like. And I know fan, they, they want to put fans in the sands and they want to keep eyes on the screens for four quarters and point sells tickets and, and keeps guys and keeps people involved. But, you know, the, just the fact that so many flags are thrown. I feel like these officials come out and they've got both hands. It's like Clint Eastwood. And they got their hands in their holsters, hands on those flags, ready to just start firing at the defense. And we saw that really impact a handful of games today. And it's unfortunate, whether it's a game that I won or lost because of some some flags that were thrown offensively, this whole thing of unnecessary roughness and and I can't I, I was jotting down, Brady, all the games that where it was impacted, where thinking like Man, how can you abs- how can you call some of these plays, especially talking about hitting the quarterbacks and breathing on the quarterbacks and looking mean at the quarterbacks? They're throwing flags. This is just a little tribute to Goodell to say, can we take, can we ease off a little bit when it comes to the defensive p- penalties, especially when we get to the unnecessary roughness calls? Please. No, I hear you loud and clear, and uh, you know I certainly uh, am in favor of player safety. But uh, you know what I always find odd, James, is they seem to let a little more go on during the playoffs. Why is that? Why why can't it just be a little bit more, you know, player friendly and not as tight with the officiating the entire season? I, I never understood that. But uh, let's move on here to the game up in the Pacific Northwest between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle. Did see some late money on Sunday morning. They closed as four-point favorites. Your total closed at 44.5. And when we previewed this game on Saturday's edition of the Pro Football Blitz, James, you and I both thought this would be a good spot for the Seattle Seahawks. I wasn't real comfortable having to lay 3.5, but I was able to get a 3 earlier in the week. Well, as it turns out, it didn't matter at all. Uh, Jacksonville, of course, coming off of a bye, off of their first win in their last 20 games over in London beating the Miami Dolphins, having to go all the way to the other side of the country, and they didn't show up with much of anything. They did not put points on the board until the very end of the game. Then they try an onside kick, and Travis Homer returns the kick for another touchdown for Seattle. 31-7 to in favor of the Seabirds from the Pacific Northwest, and uh, that was a good win. And, you know... It, trying to read between the tea leaves here and, you know, go into week nine and what do we think of each of these teams? I'm still not so sure Seattle's very good, but boy, Jacksonville was awful today. Jacksonville, well, you know, Urban Meyer, I got to suspect if he's on the plane ride with this team back home, who knows? Maybe he's <laughs> hanging out. And Seattle's a cool town after hours. I've been out there before. He's having fun, maybe. But if he is on the plane ride home, I wonder if he's trying to get in touch with, well, I don't even know that if. The SEC would have them. That the Southeast Conference would have this Jacksonville Jaguars team in their league right now. <laughs> Maybe he's got a contact. He's got contacts in the 
<laughs> He's got some context in the ACC. I just, where's Jacksonville? What a bad football team this is. What a bad hire it is with, with uh, Urban Meyer. And is he even going to last? They just look disconnected. There's a big disconnect. And we know it's a bad football team. They were 1-15. There's a reason why they had the number one draft pick and got Trevor Lawrence as the, as the overall number one pick la- this over this last draft. It's a bad football team. It's a bad roster. But I, I, you watch the ineptitude that's out there. I mean, Trevor Lawrence having to throw the ball 54 times today. 54 times. 34, 32 out of 54 he did have a touchdown, another interception, but that's just too many times for a rookie quarterback to put it all on his shoulders. Where's the balance? Where's the game plan? You had two weeks to prepare. They were not prepared. This was a team that did not show up until that last score. They didn't play for four quarters today at all, Brady. This is just a bad football team, and it's not going to get any better. We're not seeing any improvement. So many of these teams, uh, outside of garbage time, we talked about the Houston Texans earlier they haven't been putting any points on the board. Yeah, they were able to put some points on the board in the fourth quarter. That was a rarity for the Houston Texans. There's this another the haves, the have-nots, and the have-not-not-nots. That's where the Jacksonville Jaguars are. This is just a – man, We we I think about high school and, and varsity and junior varsity and the C team. I wouldn't even put the Jacksonville Jaguars in the C team level right now. This is just a bad football team. I don't want anything to do. This is going to be a fade going forward. At least in the survivor. I don't know about the point spread because these numbers are going to get really inflated for against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But when it comes to picking against them in the survivor, that might be the way for my one entry to continue to move along is just going against the Jacksonville Jaguars each and every week. Well, and they lose one of their best players to injury in the first quarter of that game, too. You talk about Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball over 50 times in this contest. James Robinson went out of this game after the first quarter, I guess, limped off the field with a, an apparent heel injury. So we'll see uh, how that goes for James Robinson and the Jacksonville Jaguars. But he had really been, you know, one of the bright spots for this team the past couple of weeks. Uh, Urban Meyer, you know, kind of, it seemed, got uh, too in love with Trevor Lawrence as his number one draft pick, and he forgot about the running game. Well, he discovered the running game in the last couple of weeks, and actually it's been pretty darn good for Jacksonville. They've been good at the line of scrimmage. They've been stopping the run pretty well, and they were running the football pretty well. But James Robinson going out with injury, I think, was part of the deal there for Jacksonville today. And not that it would have mattered in the grand scheme of things. I think Seattle ran up and down the field against this team, but uh, that could really hurt going forward. Maybe even more of a fade will the Jaguars be without James Robinson in the lineup there. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars will host the Buffalo Bills in Week 9. It's not going to get any easier for them, James. The Seattle Seahawks go on a bye and I think that's kind of tough for Seattle. That was a really big win for them to snap their losing streak. They had been losing games at home. And for them to get one in the win column today, build a little bit of momentum, and then have to stop for a bye week, that might hurt Seattle a little bit. It will be. We'll see when Russell Wilson returns and, and when he's eligible to come off injury reserve. And if it, not only when he's eligible, but will he actually be able to get out there and compete again? Because once they come off their bye week for Seattle – showdown at Green Bay on the road, followed by a divisional game against Arizona. So it doesn't get easy after the bye week. Yeah, this is probably not the best time for a bye. You finally got to win, and now you got to wait for a couple weeks. But at least you have two weeks to prepare for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Well, there has been rumor that Russell Wilson may return to action in Week 10, so that would be nice timing for him to do that in their contest with the Green Bay Packers. We'll be back with more in just a moment. It's the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the Sports Betting Network. The Minnesota Vikings will go back on offense. Good field position, too. They'll be at about their own 45-yard line. About nine and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter. We've got a tie ball game at 10 apiece on third and eight. Cooper Rush was sacked uh, about five, about his own five-yard line. Had to backpedal quite a while there in the arms of the defender. Finally went down at about the five-yard line. Dallas punts it from their own end zone. And again, Minnesota will start on offense tied at 10 apiece from about their own 45-yard line. They are three-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market, and your total has now ticked back down to 41-and-a-half. Saw this total as low as 36-and-a-half right before halftime, but then Dallas came out and tied this game immediately. 10-to-10 is where we stand. Again, Minnesota favored by three-and-a-half in the live market, about nine-and-a-half minutes left to go in the third quarter. James, the New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Chargers, and we talked about this game in our preview I didn't really want any part of it because I felt you could make really good cases for either team. And all my numbers came out to the Patriots. And I saw a lot of sharp bettors that were taking the points here with the Patriots. It made all the sense in the world. But I just didn't want to get involved because I could have seen it go the other way as well. But one thing that remains consistent is Bill Belichick is fooling Justin Herbert. This is two times now against the great quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers that he's been able to confuse Herbert the Patriots win it today 27-24, and this was a really good ball game until about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and Justin Herbert throws a pick six, and that was pretty much it for there. The Patriots win this one again outright as underdogs 27-24. Really good competitive game. I didn't get involved either. I didn't know which way to go. I like kind of sided with the with the number and taking those points, but yeah, let's see the Patriots on the road. We really haven't seen the Patriots on the road too much. And really, the the start of the season for them, their first seven games, five of them were at home. Now, high-level competitive games we were thinking about a couple weeks back against Dallas, as well as that big Sunday night game with Tom Brady's return with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and tough, heartbreaking losses for New England in those matchups at home. But really haven't seen them have to be challenged anywhere on the road. This was going to be a big challenge here. And for the Chargers... I guess that's the side here, thinking about Chargers coming off the bye, getting themselves healthy. Eckler was back in the lineup. Uh, their, their second and third leading tacklers, we're talking about in the, the safety in the middle linebacker position, were back in the game that they had missed at the ball, uh, that game against Baltimore that they had lost going into the bye. Were they going to be refreshed? They looked refreshed. They had the speed out there, but then it came down to coaching in that second half, and that's really where it was run, in particular in that fourth quarter. You mentioned Justin Herbert being fooled by the old-school Bill Belichick, and 
that was the concern for I think that was a concern for both of us going into this game was talent wise if you look on paper and and where do we stand with the with the Los Angeles Chargers where they were going prior to that game against the Baltimore Ravens how are they going to come back out of that break that's really what I wanted to assess is what was that going to look like for them coming off the bye what were they going to adjust and I know it's a new coaching staff this year as opposed to last year when they got hammered 45 to nothing against the Patriots last December really didn't see I mean a much more competitive game by sure for sure when we're talking about the score but when it mattered in that fourth quarter, X's and O's, getting the scheme going, that was all about Bill Belichick. Been around, been there, done that, and there's still a lot of learning curve for this Los for this Los Angeles Chargers offense, the coaching staff, as well as the young rookie or the young quarterback there in Justin Herbert. Yeah, the Chargers were actually in the lead fourteen to three at the half and end up losing this one again, twenty seven twenty four year final. I thought it was a little bit peculiar in the fourth quarter, James. I uh, remember there was about six and a half minutes left in the game, I believe, and the Chargers were facing a fourth and five in their own territory, probably around their own thirty yard line or so. And Brandon Staley, we've seen him, you know, have such a propensity to go for it on fourth down, and he didn't do it in that uh, situation there. Again, with about six and a half minutes left in the ballgame, and they were trailing New England at that time by seven points. Um, that turned out to be a mistake, I believe, because New England did get the ball back, added a field goal, made it a 10-point margin, and by the time the Chargers got the ball back again, they had no timeouts. It was a garbage time touchdown that they made this into a three-point game. But I thought that decision was interesting from a guy that otherwise has been so aggressive on fourth down situations. Well, and I'm sure he's heard about it, right? Yeah, he's the gambler. He's the one you want to go. You, he's the one you want to go right there behind you at Circa, get to the craps table. He's not <laughs> afraid to sling those dice and, and get after it. In that case, there you're just down. You're just down one score. I can see why you're punting from that side of the field. It's a matter of all right. We're down one score. We need our defense to get out there and make a play, and that's what didn't happen. Ultimately, you talked about that field goal to put up the the Patriots up by ten. That was a fourteen play, fifty four yard, seven minute drive. Fourteen plays couldn't get off the field on third down. Really, that fell on the defensive side to be able to just get one stop, get one stop. All right, let's get field position back, see if we can get back our offense back in a better position, get down there and go and score and tie this game up. To me, it was it falls on the defense there in that second half, but really the big piece was that pick six. I mean, it was a... It was a competitive game. It was 14-13 to 13 at the half in favor of the Chargers. You never really felt like either team had control of this game. It was uh, it was kind of a heavyweight slugfest. Throw a blow, throw a blow, back and forth. Great game, very competitive, high-level game. But it came down to the fourth quarter, and ultimately, yeah, the pick six was big, but more so the defense couldn't get off the field for the Chargers when it really mattered. So not only Belichick making the right calls defensively to get after it with Justin Herbert, Later, you know, in the fourth quarter, in the second half of that game, but also there on the offensive side, Mac Jones continues to impress, continues to get better and better each week. He's not making big, he's not putting up these huge numbered splash plays, those types of things, Brady, but he's executing the offense the way that McDaniels wants it done. Not only the game plan going in, but also the in-game adjustments. I think that was the key there. You go and have, you need a game-winning drive. That's exactly what they did. 14 plays, 7 minutes off the clock to put yourself up 10 points with just 2 minutes to go. Credit the offense, credit young Mac Jones, and the coordination of being able to adjust to the Chargers defense in that fourth quarter. Now, that was an absolute dagger of a drive. That was what finished off the Chargers, ultimately, uh, in an interesting decision uh, by Brandon Staley there to not go for it on fourth down. I know he was deep, as in, deep in his own territory, but that has not bothered him in the past. Uh, wonder what your take is on the New England Patriots going forward, James. A very impressive, I, I think, absolutely their most impressive win of the season so far. We talked about this in our preview of the game, and, and this was one of the reasons we could make a case for the Chargers. We're like, hey, New England's beaten the Texans and barely won that game, and they've beaten the Jets twice. And in the first game against the Jets, they were forced into four field goals. I mean, they haven't actually been all that impressive. They lost to Miami earlier in the season. Now they've had competitive games against Tampa Bay and Dallas. Against Tampa Bay, I think, was to be expected because of that situation there. But, you know, I think I certainly had my doubts about how really good this New England team was. But I tell you, they're now 4-4, four and four, and who knows? Maybe they're going to make it. Would you think... 
Well, I don't know. I, I wonder what the number is. Is it plus 250, plus 200? What's the number on New England to make the postseason? Yeah, uh, right now they're putting themselves in position to uh, – they're getting better. And that's – this game for me, I didn't get involved because I wanted to see them – what were they going to do on the road? Five out of the first seven games were at home. The two road games that they played that they won against the New York Jets – and the Houston Texans. So it's hard to figure out what you're going to get from that, especially the Texans game where they were very fortunate to win that game. They were down at the half. The Texans were clearly the the more focused and more competitive team for the first, really the first three quarters. Very fortunate for the Patriots to win that game. But you're talking about going on the road, just two games with the Patriots and the Houston Texans. I wanted to see with this young quarterback, what was this team going to be able to do going on the road against a high-level competitor like the Chargers? Well, we saw it. We saw the coaching play out. We saw Mac Jones continue to to progress and get better and better. He's continuing to mature. It's all about the the progress of the coaching, and, and that's what's happening. We're seeing that. We know what we're going to get defensively from the New England Patriots from game to game. They're going to scheme. They're going to game plan. They're always going to give that Belichick's always going to give that team a chance to be competitive. It's the offensive side when you're talking about a young rookie quarterback with Mac Jones and not a lot of talent, not a lot of weapons out there to make these big plays, but it's to me it's game plan, it's in-game play. That's exactly what won it today. So with McDaniels being able to make the right calls and adjust come fourth quarter and have that big drive, yeah, I can see them. They're, they're only going to get better, and if you look at their schedule coming up, they're going to be at Carolina next week. They have a home game with the Cleveland Browns, but then some other winnable games here. You're talking back-to-back with the next two home games or road games playing Carolina and Atlanta of the NFC South. That's the bottom part of that division. Some pretty favorable schedule coming up in the next few weeks for the New England Patriots. Yeah, I think they do have a shot, and uh, today really impressed me. That went a long way to what the future holds for the New England Patriots and their postseason hopes. You mentioned they will be at Carolina next week. That will be their second straight road game for the New England Patriots. The Los Angeles Chargers will go out on the road to Philadelphia. They already beat an NFC East opponent in game one against the Washington football team. We'll see what they can do with the Philadelphia Eagles. When we come back, we'll break down the Washington football team and the Denver Broncos right there in the backyard of Mr. Salinas. Also, the Minnesota Vikings get a field goal up 13 to 10 currently on the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back on the Pro Football Blitz. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th, and VEASAN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long. I'll be there fired up about that, including live on-location updates for all the action going on. Visit vcin.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the $1 million top prize. That's vcin.com slash SBNC, the Sports Betting National Championship. Pretty cool stuff there, Mr. Salinas. We were talking in the last segment about the uh, Patriots and the Chargers. Uh, A very good game today and very impressive for the New England Patriots. And I think the Chargers are just fine as well. If you look at their uh, what they've done the last couple weeks, they've lost two in a row now, had a bye in between there, but they've lost to probably the guys that are the two very best in the business and certainly know how to coach defense, and that's John Harbaugh and Bill Belichick. So I, I think the Chargers will be okay. Uh, they have a rookie head coach, and uh, he, he was up against a couple of pretty heavyweights there the last couple of weeks. New England is also in an interesting situation, James. We mentioned they go to Carolina on the road. And we talk about this scenario that bit the Cincinnati Bengals today, going from a underdog that wins outright to a road favorite. I would imagine New England's going to be favored on the road over the Carolina Panthers. And uh, you wonder if, I mean, how many times have we seen New England favored this year? Just, just twi- I guess, I guess three times. They're three wins. The Houston Texans and twice over the Jets. You got to figure they're going to be favored here as well. And uh, they And they were favored on the road against Houston. And that was a game, like you mentioned, they nearly lost. 
Yeah, and thinking about next week for Carolina, that side, they got a win. They needed a win. It was all based on the defense making plays and keeping them competitive against the Atlanta Falcons. But Sam Darnold going out with the – he got hammered in that fourth quarter, left the game with a concussion, have to check his status going into next week. If it is P.J. Walker, yeah, I mean, Sam Darnold, as much as he struggled, I think he's definitely – that he's. if you're thinking about Sam Darnold versus P.J. Walker – yeah, and then Bill Belichick on top of that here. I think just the momentum going forward now, the confidence that we're starting to see out of the New England Patriots on both sides of the ball, but in particular the offensive side with Mac Jones and company with Josh McDaniels, continuing to grow and learn and figure out what we can and can't do and how we can scheme based on our opponents here. Yeah, I think for, for the New England Patriots, going on the road to Carolina and then coming back home, you're going to have a Cleveland Browns team that – Who's going to be healthy for this Cleveland Browns team? We talked about them earlier in the show, Brady. They're a really beat-up football team on the offensive side, starting with the quarterback position. You mentioned Coughlin went down. They've had a lot of issues on the offensive line due to injury and Morris injuries to that secondary. And then from there, at Atlanta. And and this is a very favorable schedule. If you look throughout the, through the rest of the schedule here for the for the New England Patriots, especially how they close out. They're going to close out at Indianapolis. We'll see where Indy is at that point in time. Tough game at home against Buffalo. But then you get to finish up against at home against Jacksonville and then at Miami. This is a pretty favorable schedule for Bill Belichick and this team going forward. He talked about being able to get in and make the playoffs. Not going to win that division with the Buffalo Bills playing as well as they have, at least where they are in the standings. Haven't played very well offensively. Definitely not very well offensively against the Dolphins today, but... Yeah, to make the playoffs right now, kind of like you talked about the yes or the no. Yeah, I'd definitely be looking at the yes when it comes to the Patriots. They're going to continue to improve just based on where their where their coaching acumen has been. And even if Sam Darnold does play in the game, uh, that may be an advantage for Bill Belichick as well. He certainly owned the guy when Darnold was playing for the New York yep. Jets. So we will see. Interesting uh, matchup there in Week 9 with the Carolina Panthers and the New England Patriots. Sunday night football, the Minnesota Vikings currently facing a fourth down. Kirk Cousins trotting off the field. It looks like they will be forced to punt here. We've got about two minutes left in the third quarter, 13-10. to 10. Currently, Minnesota on top, and they are just two-and-a-half-point favorites now in the live market. Very interesting. In the live market here, we've seen Minnesota as high as a 10-and-a-half-point favorite. This is the low watermark right now at just two-and-a-half. Your total all the way back to its low watermark at 36-and-a-half. Again, just about two-and-a-half minutes left in the third quarter, and Minnesota does de- indeed punt it back to the Dallas Cowboys. Looks like they will start on offense around their own 30-yard line or so when play resumes. The Washington football team up in your neck of the woods there in Denver, Colorado, James, and the football team had lost three in a row. The Denver Broncos had lost four in a row. The Broncos closed as four-point favorites. Uh, for most of the week, they were three-point favorites, but t- took some money early Sunday morning, and uh, that was a winner for those people that jumped on board with the Denver Broncos. Your total closed at 44-and-a-half, but, uh, you know, just kind of a, a stale game. I thought both teams played pretty darn well defensively. The offense wasn't outstanding for either team. We talked about Jerry Judy being a spark for the Denver Broncos when we previewed this game. He made a couple of big plays on the final touchdown drive for the Denver Broncos that really got this game into the win column for Denver and snapped that four-game losing streak. They're getting a little bit healthier. They're looking a little bit better. We talked about it again in our preview that I, I still feel, despite four straight losses, I still think Denver's a decent team. I, I don't think Washington is very good at all. No, Washington is not a good football team, so I don't want to put too much into Denver's performance. Denver only put up 17 points against the Washington football team that had been allowing 30 points, the worst in the league when it came to, came to defenses and points per game. That was the Washington football team, one of the worst in the league in basically every defensive category. And, yeah, Judy coming back. There's a lot of young talent uh, from the skill positions in the backfield. Javante Williams coming in as the as the, the new running back draft, draft pick, second round here from North Carolina. Plenty of talent to throw the football to. But really just it, – it, they never put it – the Broncos outside of the first three games when they really it was a step down in class as far as their opponents were concerned and had to step up in the class of the last four games that they lost to Baltimore, Pittsburgh, the Raiders, and Cleveland. Yeah, you got over it and you got through it with Washington, but 
Now you're going to go on the road next week on to play this Dallas Cowboys football team here that who knows where Dak Prescott is. I'm assuming you've rested him tonight. He'll be back in full throttle next week. I just think for the for the Denver Broncos, it's it's a team that right now is kind of devoid of leadership. Yeah, they won the football game today, but it's still searching for its identity. Plenty of talent offensively, but do you want to run the football? Are you going to throw the football? Where are we going to go with this team on the offensive side with Pat Shermer? Haven't seen it yet. Haven't seen them put together a full game, four quarters in any of these games. Even the games that they won, Brady, were not pretty. Probably the best game that they played all season long was the opening game against the Giants. That's back in week one. So we've kind of seen some regression for sure offensively from this Denver Broncos team. The fact that, yeah, they had made some plays today, but 17 points at home against one of the worst defenses in the league. Nothing, not, nothing impressive for me to take away from this game and this win by the Denver Broncos. I think you make a good point there, and I know that's kind of a, a handicapping angle that you like to lean on is the leadership and the, and the swagger and the body language. And, yeah, I don't think Denver ever really looked real confident. When Javante Williams was running the ball, I, I think that was a, a confident part of this football game for Denver. I think they – and you and I talked about that, how, how we like this kid so much. I think they need to lean more on that, but – Teddy Bridgewater doesn't seem to have that leadership and that confidence. I, I'm with you. I, I saw that as well in this game. How about Melvin Gordon? Denver was just trying to run out the clock here and win this game. He fumbles with like 20 seconds left in the ball game and gives Washington another shot. Denver's able to hang on and win this one 17 to 10. I mean, that kind of goes to this team's you know problems and why they're probably average and not very good as well. Can't even close a game out hardly like that without a, a big mistake there that almost threw it away. But uh, they end up getting it done 17 to 10, your final over the Washington football team, who now drops to two and six on the year and has dropped four games in a row. Next up for Denver, you mention it, they will take on the Dallas Cowboys, that one in Dallas. And the Washington football team goes to a bye week, James. And I got to believe, I, I mean, I don't know if a bye week can help this team, but uh, I don't think anything else, I mean, I mean, it has to be better than what it is right now. Yeah, they need it. They need some time to regroup. They need those two weeks to figure out on both sides of the football where are we at. At least defensively, saw some signs of life from that front four. We're able to get some pressure, at least some sense of pressure. They haven't been doing that. I think there was a lot of press clippings that they were reading over the offseason about how good they were going to be def defensively, and rightfully so. I mean, the second half of the season, it was that defensive front that really carried the Washington football team to win that NFC East and get themselves into the playoffs, and a pretty decent showing against the, uh, the eventual champion uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but yeah, this is a team that needs a buy, but I don't know what they're going to do on the defensive side to get better on the back end, but I think it would sure help offensively to be able to sustain some drives, not turn the football over. It's just a continue, continuing theme with this offense and, and Taylor Heineke. Yes, he's a young quarterback, but they continue to put their defense in bad positions by, by constantly having multiple turnovers. We saw that again today from the young Taylor Heineke. I think that it's just it's, it's a team that's we thought was going to be a much better than what they are, and now um, your record is what it says you are, Brady, two and six. I don't even know if they're that good a football team at two and six. You know, it was interesting when the schedules came out this NFL season, and obviously you're looking at schedules for season win total purposes and, you know, everything that goes into your preseason handicap. We were looking at this Washington schedule and saying, you know what, they could get to the midway point of the season and be one and eight. Well, pretty close at two and six right now for the Washington football team. We'll come back with more, talk about those Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then also one more look at the Monday Nighter right here on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have some great news for our Colorado-based VEASAN fans. We've partnered with Altitude Sports Radio. And starting on Monday, all your favorite VEASAN shows, including this one, can be heard live on Altitude Radio 950 AM in Denver, Colorado. We are really excited about this partnership. It brings VEASAN to a great sports city, growing audience of sports bettors there in the high country. Tune in to hear all the VEASAN shows live on Altitude Radio 950 AM in Denver, starting on Monday. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Next up, it is the opening line show. The starting point for your handicap of week nine in the NFL. We'll also have some college football talk on that program. It is Matt Humans and Jonathan Von Tobel getting you started for the next week. You can never start too early in your next upcoming handicap. In the Sunday night football contest going down in Minnesota, the Vikings and the Cowboys are tied at 13. Minnesota was just forced to punt by that Dallas defense. James, you and I were talking about Micah Parsons in our considerate book it or drop it game show we do on the Pro Football Blitz here every week. It was Defensive Player of the Year. That was the category we were talking about on Saturday. Micah Parsons having a heck of a game for the Dallas Cowboys at linebacker tonight. Yeah, and the last play he he was able to sniff out kind of a, a, a factor back making a play on the out there on the edge in coverage. And it's in the stat sheet, it just goes down as a tackle. But as far as an impact in the game, huge impact in the game. You seeing the speed. I think that's the one thing we see out of this Dallas defense. It's a young defense, and they're going to be susceptible to the big plays, and they got a lot of growth to go through, but they are fast. They've got athletes. They've got speed, and Micah Parsons really had a tremendous play to get them off the field. And now Dallas, like you said, no field position here back inside their own 10, but it's anybody's game right now. We're in the fourth quarter. It's a tie game at 13. So for me right now, I'm just looking at this under for the Dallas Cowboys, under 24 and a half. I like my position where I'm sitting right now, but if I, thinking about where the Minnesota Vikings are, we talked about the confidence level of both teams going in at halftime, and right now it's squarely on the Dallas Cowboys side without their leader and their big playmaker at the quarterback position with Dak Prescott. We're not seeing any playmaking coming out of the Minnesota Vikings offensively. Where is Kirk Cousins? Is he going to make plays or is he going to do what he typically does on prime time and turn the football over? Hasn't done that yet. We're going to see one way or the other. We're in for a great finish here, Brady. 
Just about 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and again, tied at 13 apiece. And Cooper Rush has it going, started this offensive series at about his own five-yard line, hit C.D. Lamb on a pass, and uh, looks like that is Amari Cooper. He completes another catch with there. And uh, this is, uh, well, I I thought Dallas was a favorite in the live line. We'll see maybe this next play coming up. Maybe he throws a pick here. But Dallas uh, had moved to a favorite for the first time all game in the live market. They were up to minus two and a half point, or excuse me, minus one and a half point favorites here in the live line. The total at 35 and a half and uh, not an interception there, but uh, for some reason the line has flipped uh, back to Minnesota as a two and a half point favorite. Dallas was a one and a half point favorite there momentarily, but again, back to Minnesota, they are in the role of the favorite. The total continues to come down 35 and a half currently again with under 12 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter james the tampa bay buccaneers and the new orleans saints you and i talked about this being one of the games that we really wanted to watch on sunday and certainly it was a beauty the saints closed as four and a half point underdogs they really saw the money throughout the week it kind of went back and forth for a while early in the week and then it kind of went the saints direction it seemed all the way up until kickoff they close as four and a half point dogs the total Closes at 48.5. Now, early in the second quarter, with the game tied at 7 apiece, Jameis Winston had to leave the game with what looked like an ankle injury. And it did not look too bad, but he went into the medical tent, and the next thing you know, he was being carted off the field. As it turns out, it's a knee injury, is what I understand with Jameis Winston. Trevor Simeon comes into the ball game because, of course, Taysom Hill was inactive for this game, still dealing with a concussion. But boy, New Orleans, that, that defense for the second week in a row has really impressed me, James. Now, they went into the halftime with the lead over Tampa Bay, 16-7. to Tom Brady and company came back and made it a ball game in the second half like you knew they would. They were up 27-26 with about two minutes left to go in this game. New Orleans had a goal-to-go situation, had to settle for a field goal. And there was now about one minute and 45 seconds left in this game. Tampa Bay and Tom Brady with a couple of timeouts trailing by two. You knew it was going to happen. Well, not the case. Tampa Bay for the third time turns the ball over. Brady throws a pick six, and that was it. New Orleans wins outright. Yeah, the, they were just the more physical team from start to finish for 60 minutes were the New Orleans Saints. And we know that's the way they have to play. They're not going to be in these big shootouts. I know the score doesn't is not indicative of a low-scoring kind of grinded-out game that New Orleans wants to play. 36-27 was the final. But ultimately, yeah, they, from, from start to finish in this game, it just looked like the want to was all there on the side of the New Orleans Saints. They wanted this game more than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. They were more physical on both sides of the football. We know New Orleans needs to run the football. And we talked about Mark Ingram coming back. The trade that, that the New Orleans Saints were able to, to, to make with the Texans to bring Ingram back. He's familiar with the system. He's not. It's the same system he was there before. It's just not the same quarterback. But... We saw the spark, and we talked about Ingram coming back and being kind of that. He was that leader. He was that kind of alpha both on the field for that offense and in the locker room for that team for a number of years for the New Orleans Saints. Well, he brought it today. You saw the energy and the intensity that he brought, and I thought the team really fed off that. Helps to play in the Superdome. Great crowd, as always, there for New Orleans playing at home, but physicality I think that's what that that we talk about teams and trying to what is their identity are you a running team passing team, defense what is what does that look like I think clearly we know what it is for the New Orleans Saints on both sides of the fall it's we're going to be the tougher more physical team for 60 minutes and we're going to wear you down and ultimately we're going to take your heart and that's what happened Tom Brady yeah he's got the ball with down two. he's going to go down and do what Tom Brady does and go win the football game Pick six, there it was, and it was all about that that physicality throughout the 60 minutes. Really credit to Sean Payton, that defense for the New Orleans Saints. Great pressure all day on Brady, stuff in the run game. Tremendous performance out of the New Orleans Saints. And you know what? Also, tremendous performance out at, at, from the quarterback. You mentioned going down with Winston. Yeah, and it was. It was his knee, and it, I did see it buckle. It didn't look good. Kind of turf monster got him, pulled back, and foot got caught in the turf. But Trevor Simeon coming on now. We know he's been around. He was in here in Denver for a handful of years after uh, Peyton Manning left and retired. But 
great game out of him, managing the game, not making mistakes, moving the sticks on third down, making the right reads. Big game out of Trevor to step up into that situation, playing the the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a huge divisional game. Great game from Trevor Simeon. Credit to Simeon, but also that the Sean Payton and that offense to put him in a position to be successful, make the right reads, make the right calls. Kind of really outcoached this team as well from the Tampa Bay side. Yeah, they got outcoached. They got outhustled. They got outworked. And great game from New Orleans all the way around. Yep, 100%. An absolute complete effort. Coaching staff, players, uh, the defense, again, continues to really impress me. And uh, Simeon coming in there, you know, really the third-string quarterback to get it done. And, boy, I was awful thankful because that was about my biggest bet of the day. I had him, you know, teased and, and just on the side and in contests and everything. I was banking on the Saints today. So nice to see that one come through. Had a lot of underdogs win outright today. The Patriots, the Jets, uh, the Saints, the Tennessee Titans. So, uh, if you're an underdog backer and put a little on the money line, today was a good day for you. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will take a bye in Week 9, and the New Orleans Saints will be hosting the Atlanta Falcons, another division game there for the New Orleans Saints in Week 9. All right, James, before we get out of here, one more last look at the Monday Nighter. It's the Kansas City Chiefs at home taking on the New York Giants, and of course, Kansas City has been an absolute struggle this year. Uh, I personally took uh, under their season win total, which was 12.5 in the VEASAN football betting guide that came out prior to the season kicking off. I actually picked the Chiefs to not make the playoffs, and so far it's going that way. I don't like to root against people, and Patrick Mahomes is maybe the most exciting player to watch in the NFL, but I just felt them getting so high the last couple of years, eventually they were going to come down. That's where they are right now, but not really reflected in the point spread. Still laying 10 points at here on home, at home on Monday night. And 10 points is a big number of the Giants feel like they play they're, they they seem like they bring more energy. I know they beat the Carolina Panthers last week at home in MetLife, but they'd rather be away from home, I think, than playing at home. They have not played well at home, but they've been competitive on the road in a number of games. And here going in at 10 points, even if Mahomes and this offense is able to click and that defense always leaves the back door open. And I think here, I haven't played this game yet, Breedy, but I'd definitely be leaning to taking the points plus the 10 with the New York Giants and was also looking at a player prop with Daniel Jones. He may be the feature runner. He's had a, he, he's a terrific athlete. He's, a, he's got a lot of speed. You don't think about it, but he really does. His, his rushing total is at 21 and a half. I think I bet that over with Daniel Jones to get over that total rush of the ball. And it doesn't get any easier for the Kansas City Chiefs as they go to take on the Green Bay Packers in Week 9. Or, excuse me, they will host the Green Bay Packers in Week 9. Interesting matchup there. That's going to do it for us. Thank you, James. Next up, it's the opening line show right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.